Hello, this is the podcast. We are all psychic with Listy Moore and Miss uh, Russick. I don't know why that happened. I told you guys I, I am not wording today. And and you listeners and watchers, we have Ryan today. And if you've never heard of Ryan, it's this Ryan on this podcast. If you know anyone named Ryan, it's that guy. And he has been yes. our stranger danger. He was our first stranger <laughs> we ever had on the podcast that we didn't know. And he has come back and told us how he was doing and progressing. And he is back again. So would you still think we're all psychic? I do. I, You know, I was trying to think of a interesting lead into with that. But it's, you know, uh, it's just really that simple. But yes, we are. And it's just up to you. Well, I think most of the time it's just up to you to unlock it, though. So, you know, we're all working. Mm-hmm. It's all a work yeah. in progress. Yeah. yeah. And if you so are what's going on you, with you, what's, what's, what's happening ever since the last podcast, ooh. you were getting into, you had been in a mediumship kind of educational situation for some time, a little bit. You're kind of still well, looking. I'm still, still looking. I, I found like I, my friend that I have that she's tried to push me uh, into doing the, like the Facebook circles that they have and stuff like that. And I, and this is an issue that I kind of came into was like, it seemed like every time there was a circle that I'm like, yeah, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to get into that one. And, or I'm going to try to make this a weekly thing. And then like, it never fails. Like my personal life, you know, wife, kids, all that stuff, activities. It's like, every time I plan it, it's like, Nope, we got this going on. So it's kind of like, maybe I'll just put it on the back burner a little bit and just, Maybe I'm supposed to focus on other things, which in in turn has been good because, uh, you know, I had some heart issues, uh, you know, uh, yeah. still kind of still kind of do, but it's better now. And it and it really kind of has finally, I finally have gotten felt a little more comfortable and I'm pushing myself harder working out wise to try to get myself back in shape. And I feel kind of like that was probably a little more important at this point mm-hmm. to work on that more than to you know, do the mediumship thing, but I, it's always been a strong pull. And so it's like, you know, as funny as I know we'll get into it probably here in a little bit, but this uh, mentorship, like I've always kind of, I've always felt like a one-on-one would be better than I have get into a circle where like, I don't feel, I don't, I don't really feel comfortable in a circle of people like that. And even if you break out into separate rooms, I don't feel a hundred percent comfortable. It really depends on the people too. But you, you said you said in the past you have anxiety, social anxiety sometimes. So that could yeah. And that's and now I tell myself, you know, if I was an experienced medium, or in any kind, whether it's just a a psychic, because people need to know the difference between psychic and medium, you know. So it's like if I was more experienced and I was more confident, would that change my outlook on it? there's a good chance, but I may still also feel awkward in those circles too. Yeah. And a lot of them do too. If you're with the right people. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) They will, you know, they'll be insecure and they won't have big egos. They'll be really trying to figure it out. And and I'll I'll be honest that most of the circles that I've been in, they've been great. You know, they seem to be good people, a few little odd, but they, for the most part, they've all been great. So it's more, I know for the most part, it's just me. So it's something that I'm trying to work on, 
but I feel for me, it's like, I would rather work one-on-one with somebody and just get to feel more comfortable overall before, like if I was practicing dance, would I want to just go start up dancing in front of everybody else? Or would I rather have a few <laughs> lessons point, under yeah. my belt? Yeah, that is cheaper classes. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you see the, you see these couples that go and take these salsa lessons and this and that. Well, it's like they're doing it for a purpose, whether it's their wedding, but they're not going to be like, hey, we're going to wing it. We're going to, you know, at our reception, we're just going to try this salsa out of nowhere. You know, so I, so I feel like for me, it's doing it one-on-one with somebody that it's, it's just, I don't have that social fear. I don't have, you know, ego doesn't get in the way as much. I'll say that. But it just helps me learn more. It's kind of like school. I hated school anyway. But if a teacher was like, hey, come in after school and I'll help you with this and help you understand. It was a lot better than being in the class and just trying to make everybody understand at the same time. Right. Yeah. I was the same way. And I, I get it. Like, you know, everybody learns different, but I get it. That's definitely the best way I learned too is one-on-one. But I do feel that in that time of not really focusing on the mediumship, I've actually like telepathy, like it's, it's hit quite a bit with, especially with my wife. And I think she secretly hates it, but she says she does, does. but uh, even with other people, whether it's work and this and that, and I've, you know, I'll usually kind of try to confirm it. Yeah. And see if see if I was right, or I'll ask questions that are stemming from what that, I that you'll know, but they might not know. That's exactly. Why yeah. So so, and that's one thing I have seen happen more. Than so would you say you think you else. are a telepath now? Because our first interview, you were like, hmm, I don't know. Did you know? <laughs> I think I, I think a lot of times I don't want to or using I, telepathy. Let's put it that way instead of labeling you. Yeah, you know? I don't. That's that's a good point. I don't necessarily I label myself as a you know I probably am a jack of all trades and a master of none, <laughs> you know. So so I, I and I wouldn't even say I use it because most of the time I'm not even trying. It's just You've it been just doing goes, it. Ooh, it's like oh what was that you know and and so I feel like you know that's that's made me feel better. But I don't want to. I see people that are like oh I. A coincidence i knew that this song was going to be playing next or whatever so instantly like right from the get-go they're like i'm psychic and it's like you know i'm not saying that's not intuition or that didn't come to you in some way but to label yourself as that right there after one thing is not really a to me it's not you can't do that yet but yeah, like I mean, with, some as time like, goes by some people do like i'm personally like you i don't like a lot of labels you know Cause there can be a bunch or they're going to be one. That's just not quite right. One that you people, I didn't like, I, I wouldn't say I'm a witch, but I like witchcraft and I do practice some, but um, I would say I, I work as a psychic reader. I feel uncomfortable saying I'm a psychic, you know, it just doesn't yeah. feel good to me. I just, I don't, I don't say to people I'm a psychic. I'll say I work as a psychic reader. If it comes up. I mean, like even for me, like I've had a number of successful practice readings that were for the most part accurate cool so that 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 gave me that confidence and so what i sit there and say that do i know that i have some mediumship abilities yeah 
do I say what I even imagine in the near future saying, Hey, I'm a medium. No, <laughs> no. but that that's just because I don't want, for me, I don't want ego to get in the way of, you know, me saying like making it sound like I'm something that I'm not necessarily at that point. Yeah. And, and so, psychic. huh? but we're all psychic. We are. <laughs> I'm still uncomfortable saying like so, for us the terminology, you know. I don't well, know about you, Missy Allgood. She's like, I'm an angel. I'm a psychic. I'm an angel psychic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm whatever you want me to be. I'm whatever you want me to be, baby. <laughs> what you talking about? I feel like I, I don't mind saying I'm a medium, but I don't like saying I'm a psychic. Yeah, I, I don't mind saying I work as a psychic reader, but I don't mind saying I am a medium to people. I I do mediumship. Uh, I don't mind that label for myself because it's the one I can't explain, I guess. I, like the psychic, I think I could, if I worked really hard, I could explain it all the way with with observing. And, and, and everyone does it, you know, but um, a mentalist kind of approach, mm -hmm. but, um, and, and, but not being conscious of it, maybe. But to me, the mediumship is just, you, you, you know, and I can't explain it. But listeners and watchers, I have a, you know, you know, I'm building, we're building the psychic school. I'm building the app right now. And um, talking to Ryan today, I asked him, you know, I, I would like a guinea pig for this. And I have taught some people like Misty and other people locally um, how to work with mediumship. And I said, you know, with the school, I think I want to add some mentorship. So a couple of the teachers and I are going to do some mentorships and he's going to be my guinea pig for my mediumship mentorship. So we're going to do six weeks starting on a Sunday and talk on Zoom for about an hour and then touch base throughout the week and give them exercises and stuff like that. So I can figure out everybody's different. Everybody learns differently. So that's the most important thing to find out first. How do you learn best, Ryan? You know, probably doing some exercises, doing some expl explanation. Because like, if somebody was like, hey, I'm going to here's some 10 page that's doesn't work paper on unless I know what nothing. to do. No, I may it may help to an extent, but if I have somebody, I mean, because I mean, honestly, if there's somebody that's like, here, read this, and it's you know, the first line is close your eyes for you know, so you, you close your eyes and you're like, well, shit, I can't see what the next step is, <laughs> you know, so it's you know, so it's like you know, that doesn't work. So if I have somebody there that's like, you know, hey, okay, close your eyes, you know, imagine this, you know, it's kind of like, you know, going on continuity issue, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's like, this is not going to help at all, you know, so I think that, you know, having somebody one on one, that, you know, there's going to be no interruptions, you know, for the most part, you're not going to have other people, you know, tromping all over your conversation or your learning. And so and everybody learns differently. And everybody learns differently. Class and is now, different. Yeah. And here's the funny part is that however long ago it was i had this feeling i was like i almost guarantee that lisa is going to somehow end up mentoring me i figured i would too and i didn't know the time wasn't right it always felt like the time wasn't right for me because i didn't know how to do it yet quite right and i needed more experience because i've you know and that's the thing is i kind of kept my eyes open and i see these people like on facebook or instagram or whatever and i'm like you know it's like i don't I don't, I don't like that. It just doesn't resonate with me. But for some reason, it was always like, you know, what? I think Lisa, like I get along great with Lisa. I think that she does a great job as like, it's like, I just know it in the future. Thanks. I felt that way too. I felt like we would work together in some capacity or I'd be helping you out with some aspect of, I thought it'd be mediumship. And um, 
really happy we're doing it. So like for me, I think, and what will work for you, especially like how it worked for Miss You and we were, I was showing you some mediumship skills that you didn't know, you know, where I showed you like over here, or there, you, you just feel where they are in the room and stuff like that. What, what I found that really works with one-on-one -on -one is learning how you learn. And then as I explain it, you'll feel my energy doing it. And that's how Misty kind of did it. She felt my energy while I was talking about it. We were in the same room, but you don't have to be in the same room. You can feel the energy of what I'm describing and talking about in me. And so you'll feel what it feels like to me to be doing mediumship on a subconscious level, probably. And then slowly start putting that pieces in your subconscious of what the words say to fill it all out. And then you will fill it out even more yourself to make it your yes, own. Yes, you will. I mean, that's what I experienced with Lisa, too, when, when we did it. I was answering my own questions within the first five, six minutes of it. She, she had and it, it, in, it, and it was like I already had it in me, but she was bringing it out. And I was well, like, oh, you when know, you well, have somebody well, that's this and this and this. And, you know, I, I could feel where things were. And she would say, yes, that's correct. That's where that person is right now. I feel but it, too, is what I'd say. I didn't know for sure. But I was like, that's well, where I feel you would it too, agree, right? Agree, you know. We didn't discuss it beforehand. Our eyes didn't yeah. look anywhere. We'd I'd say to her, I'd look down and say, "Where in the room do you think the spirit we're talking about is?" Mm -hmm. And I would look, and she, uh, you know, and she, she'd say, "Blah blah blah," and I'd look and I'd say, "Same as where I feel it too." And we're being honest, you know. <laughs> you know right. like, I feel it there too. And we're talking about the height and position where the feet are, and the knees and the hips and the head, everything. You know, we could. Yeah. And you can tell, like, there's all kinds of stuff. Like, Ryan, you can see, like, a little distortion. I'll show you that when we're working together. You can see, like, a little distortion in the air when there's Is that, is that like the Predator? Yeah. Just like the like, Predator movies? Just like the Predator. And 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 uh, they're nice, though. They don't eat you and, and <laughs> gore you. And they don't want to take over the planet, I don't think. They're just spirits of great ancestors. And <laughs> I hope there's none of those out there. <laughs> well, okay, so so here's a here's a funny little thing that... I think this was just a couple of weeks ago, but like my uh, dad's parents, my grandma passed, I don't know, six, seven years ago or so now, I think. And I had my grandpa passed. I think it's been close to five years ago now. And like going to their house, since my mom and dad live in their house now and that they inherited it. So like, so when I go there, you know, I, I try to remain open if I'm because a lot of times I can close it down pretty good. Like if I'm focused on other things, doing other things, then I'm usually oblivious. And if it hits me, then I'm usually, you know, but I'm never like just wide open to it at all times and, you know, vegging out on the couch. But it's like whenever I imagine my parents' house, I like I always see like in my head, like a certain area where my grandpa would be you feel it and know it and, and like yeah and it's like and even if i'm here in my house i can like this is where i would feel him this is where yeah. i would just in my mind and so then my mom just a couple i think it was like three three or four weeks ago or so and then we were actually talking about spirituality and spirits and really it's cool mediumship which i'm surprised she even listened to it but mm. <laughs> so so i think my friend asked my mom she's like well do you ever see anything or hear anything since you live in their house and she, I couldn't believe that she admitted it, but she was just like, I could swear just the other day that I was in the shower. And of course I shuddered at that thought. <laughs> you know, she does. She wears her, her clothes when she, she does. She, she has does. to, I can't. Mm, I'm, I guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> she says, she's like, I could have swore that somebody walked by. And I don't remember if it was 
uh, I think she said by the down the hallway, which is oddly enough the same hallway that I always picture him in. Wow. Yeah. And so, and tell so her? I was, just, I said, well, and she's like, well, I don't know if that would be your grandma or your grandpa. And I said, it's grandpa. And she just looked at me like, like, well, why do you say that? And I said, because I said, grandma, I think was pretty, I said, the feeling I get was grandma was pretty content and happy and didn't really feel like she had a lot of work to do that. She left a, a bad taste in anybody's mouth. You know, everybody loved her. I said, but grandpa was one that was always kind of an asshole. And I always hated him until, until grandma died. And then he actually was humbled and we got along great after that. And, but I just said, but grandpa is, I think, watching over the house. You know, I said, I think he got, came down more to earth once grandma passed yeah. and he was a more likable person. I said, I just see him you know, in my mind around the house. I was like, I never see her in my mind. I never. So it's just, and she just kind of was like, Oh, you know what? She goes, that's, that's pretty cool. You know, I'm like, I was like, no, I could be wrong, but I said, that's just how, that's just what I see and what I feel. And then that's the, and that's the thing is like with my grandpa, like when I say I hated that man, I hated that man. Yeah. And then, but I was there. I went and visited him like two days before he passed in the uh, nursing home. And like, he was, it was that blank stare. You knew he was going to pass in like a day. And like that, and, like, I, I always thought that I would, I, it sounds sick and I know I may be sound like an asshole, but I always thought I would just rejoice when he passed because I couldn't stand him. But the years leading up to that, you know, I, that feeling started going away. And then by the time he was about to pass, like I was actually sad to an extent that he passed. And even though, I mean, he was nice, but, but I mourned, you know, I mourned it and I never thought I would. And my dad who hated that, and they hated his own dad too. You know, he even mourned because you could tell he had changed, but yeah. and I've had other mediums say that he's around and he like is always around me specifically because of the things that I had dealt with. But so it's just a pretty neat little story that, you know, it is. And it makes me think of a discussion kind of because it just made me think of something. Maybe um, some of the ancestors who come through the most to help us are the ones who kind of feel like they owe it to us. (laughs) Not necessarily, though, like my cousin Andrew comes through. He wouldn't feel that way. He died at 21 and it was a murderer. So I don't think he would feel that way. I think he would choose to. But maybe some of them too maybe some of them are like man i didn't do it right and i'm not ready to just let it all go and you know maybe they still work out the problems for the family on the outside that they caused in life mm-hmm. i think so too i, I didn't think, think of that before i think yeah. there's well and you, if you think about it there's a lot of people that you know they want to talk to somebody they want a, a message from somebody and it's closure it's usually something yeah. to be like i i don't want to live like this with this overwhelming looming feeling of I wish it could have been better. Yeah. So, you know, it's, you would think that it's the people, the spirits that passed on that were like, you know, I really got to make this right. However I can. And so I feel like, yeah, I mean, obviously the spirits that there's no problem, you know, there was no problem. There was nothing but love. They'll come back too. But I feel like a lot of times it's the ones that they need to come back. Yeah. Because they 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 want, they have to fix it. They have to fix what they did. The ones who didn't do much wrong or mess up anybody in a 
on purpose. They don't feel that way. Yeah, they, so, they, they can sit back and be still be that loving, peaceful presence as a spirit, but they're not going to be as involved, maybe, because they're happy. And, you know, they, they may come in when you especially need it. But that yeah. guy needs to do his part. And he's like told everybody else <laughs> not to, you know, <laughs> yeah. let me so do a, it. <laughs> so, a really, so a really weird, tragic thing that like, and it's always whenever we get done recording something, it'll be like two hours later. And I'm like, shit, I should have uh, just remembered that so I'm like, <laughs> next time. Well, and, I, and I don't know if I said it last time because I don't know how long I can't remember how long it's been. But uh, there was a kid or a guy that uh, I was classmates with and. Years ago, uh, let's see here, I graduated in 99, May of 99. And in October, uh, he was driving and our friend was in the passenger seat. They got in a wreck. My, the passenger died. Uh, well, then within the last six, seven months or so, the other guy, it was like three or four o'clock in the morning. I'm sure he'd probably been drinking. He was speeding around the place in our old, my old hometown and he wrecked and went into the river and ended up dying. Now I don't know. Now I say he drowned. I'm saying he drowned and it wasn't like a, you know, impact type of thing because I like, I laid down to go to bed and, and I wasn't thinking anything of it. You know, I normally have a few things that I think about when I go to bed every night. It's my happy place, you know, (laughs) good. Whether it's a buffet or you know, <laughs> a lottery, you know, but pile of so, cats, exactly. <laughs> but, pile so, of wieners, <laughs> wiener dogs, wiener dogs. So then, so I'm just laying there, not even thinking about that, and all of a sudden, like it was like real, like I mean, it was like real but dream type of thing, and I was wide awake, and in it, I saw, like. Basically, I, I just saw motion and then I could feel like the overturning and like I could see water coming down on me. And so and I just like, like opened my eyes. And I was just like, holy shit. And I, I even told my wife, I was just like, I just had the craziest damn thing happen, which I'm sure it was that I'm sure it was, you know, I just knew instantly. I was like, he, he was alive when he went into the water, but he couldn't get out. You knew. And so. New, new. So. No, no. No, no. It's a past tense, Misty. New, new. Oh, <laughs> I'm trying out. I'm trying it out. We'll see. You, if knew, <laughs> you knew, no, or you don't knew. Nanu, nanu. <laughs> well, I'm glad you guys. I'm glad you guys know that. I used yeah. to. Nanu, 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 I can't do it. <laughs> Maybe it was just this. I don't know. I can't Mork, remember. I thought he went Mork back and Mork. forth. Yeah, Robin he did. Mindy, yeah, I love Mark and Mindy. That's Robin Williams, and I can't remember the female actress. I can't either. But I, but I will say that I still still feel like, and I and I think it's one reason also why I haven't done much with it is is it's mental health. You know, you're, you're clearing your mind and not. You got to deal with some stuff. You got to deal with it, and I still to this day it's it's been over. I'm pretty sure it's been over at least a year and a half since I've been on antidepressants. Wow, and so crazy. and there's only been a handful of times where I'm just. Like, you been okay? Well, yeah. I was like, don't get me wrong. There's times where I like I feel down, 
but yeah. not not depressed. But I'm like, I'm okay. It's like, is it I'm situational fine. kind of? And you've learned how to yeah. deal with it. And yeah, it's just it, and that's the the energy maybe. Yeah, it, it's and I think, but I think the spiritual work that I've done is what led me to say I need to do the work to heal this and not have to take this anymore which i'm i'm a i'm a pro antidepressant guy you know I if am you too. Need to take something to <laughs> mm -hmm. take the edge off and survive and but work on it then do that uh i mean i was on it for years so but just happened to be at that point in time i felt like you know what i am mentally and spiritually strong enough to stop taking it and work on it and just that is so it. awesome you and seem so, just so calm and on your I mean, even more articulate, which is weird because you've always been really articulate. <laughs> it's well, great. But you know, it's but I'll, I'll tell people though, like like I even with my job, it's been a shit show for several weeks now. But like I tell people, it's like it's not. There's no point in getting worked up over most things that people get worked up over. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like you can kind of take a deep breath and be like, you know what? If this is the worst thing that happens to me today, then I'm doing great. Good point. That's some good advice. Mm -hmm. So, so it's in it <laughs> years ago, my mom, when I was depressed, severely depressed, like suicidal, depressed, uh, Catholic, she was like, you know, she's like, I was at church the other day and there was this priest visiting from South America. And he said that, you know, he went to hand this little homeless kid some food and the kid was like, no, you know, he wouldn't take it. And so the priest kept on trying to give the kid some food. The kid kept on saying no. And finally he was like, well, why won't you take it? And he says, it's not my day to eat. And it's like, wow. you're just like, and I told my yeah. mom, I was like, you know, I was like, I am depressed as shit right now. It's like, I could end it all at any point in time. And this is what you tell me. And, but there's, there's, a, there's a mixed double-edged sword with that. Cause it all, for me, when I'm depressed, all it does is pile guilt on me. Cause now I feel guilty. Cause that guy's starving and I'm just but, poor, but poor in, me, but, but it, I'm not poor me. Cause it, it really hurts when you're depressed. But, but the good thing is, is though, is looking, it does give you, it's yes. like it gives you a perspective. And I think that so much of everything, every day, every bit of trouble that you have is all perspective because, yes. because I could be, you know, <laughs> I'm overweight and I'm trying to lose weight, but there's people that are starving and their yeah. skin and bones. So it's like, do I have it bad in some cases, but by my own stupidity and laziness, but these people didn't have any choice in the matter so it's like i said it's perspective and it's all yeah, right like it's not stupidity and, and 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 well you know you just you probably were an emotional eater because you had oh, yeah. so many issues with depression and oh yeah that and, was always my comfort who am i for so long and looking at your numerology remember like you had zeros for your challenges so it's like you you can do anything with your life that's overwhelming if you have that sense in you that if the, according to the numerology you'd be like directionless until you picked one you have to make your own way well, that's and, a lot of and that's possibility that you know is i may have messaged uh your last guest and opened that dialogue with her because my mindset was is like where am i supposed to go with this you know, it was like, because I'll tell you this, I'm not in the tarot. I'll never do tarot. I'll never do, do any of the divination stuff. I'll, I just don't. Never don't say want. never. Well, I don't want to do it. I just don't. I've never been drawn to it. I like the aspect of it comes from me, no tools, just me. Yeah. And so, yeah. 
And so, plus, I also feel you. like, yeah. you know, that's how so, I do. so that's, <laughs> that's how now in the future, I'm not turning it down to say that it'll never happen. But as of right now, it's like, I'd rather just, you know, not use them. Now, yeah. for me, it's what direction, you know, am I supposed to go? I would love to, I would love to be a medium because for me, I love the idea of helping people, you know, whether it's closure or where that secret number to the safe is or whatever that, <laughs> You know, they forgot to tell them when they passed. I mean, just <laughs> whatever. Well, yeah, uh, it's password. The E-Trade password. <laughs> so, so for me, it's so for me, I, I think it's like I would like to go the mediumship route, but I'm not going to turn down anything else that may because I would love to also help police, you know, find right. people or solve. Right. I was like, I would love that, too. And And whether it's telepathy or you know, somebody's having a bad day. Like I, I will talk for some, talk to somebody for hours to help them out, you know, on yeah. an emotional or spiritual level. And so, so for me, it's like, I just need that direction, that push, that help to get me started. Yeah. Because I would like to, I would like to help people. Yeah. You know? and, and I'm weird because, you know, a lot of people want to do, you know, beyond the apps and have a business doing it where I'm more of like, even when I ran my own t-shirt business, I made t design and made t-shirts. I taught myself how to do it and all that. But like, I was kind of underground. I didn't really advertise anything. I didn't really. So it was more like, Hey, I heard from a guy in this house. That's cool. Yes. That's how you want to show up. And right? that's, and that's kind of how for me, like, oh, you're when, supposed to like, have for yeah, you, that would be natural to draw the ones yeah. to you that you could help. Right? Exactly. Because yeah. I don't I don't want it to be I don't want to be on a stage. I never liked being on a stage of any kind. And, you know, even playing basketball as a kid, football as a kid, whatever sport as a kid, like I hated being out there in the open. Like that was just never my style. Like anything that involved. OK, this group is competitive, are, too, where you're being judged and assessed yeah, for your, and I, for your it, abilities. You know, it just felt like I don't know. It just felt like I never needed validation from a bunch of people. I just liked I don't know. I like doing the work and doing the behind the scenes and cloak and dagger shit, you know, <laughs> just, yeah, it takes a village, it takes everybody. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> you need, you need those people working behind the scenes and you need the people in front of the curtain, you know, or it's going to fail. And I, I don't know. I just always liked being behind the curtain, you know, maybe because I look <laughs> wizard, of Oz. <laughs> yeah. wizard of Oz, but uh, you know, it's funny. I live in Kansas and I have never seen the movie. <laughs> What? Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! What's your uh, address? I'll I'll, no, I'll pirate I, it and mail it to you. I, I want nothing <laughs> to do with that movie. I can probably find a, a copy somewhere on YouTube and and send it to you. <laughs> so, you got to see that. It's a great. I mean, it's, it's a Wizard of Oz. Uh, I've seen. I, I think, think Disney it. owns it, so probably be pretty hard to get. I think it's it. Disney owns it now, so <laughs> I've seen bits and pieces of it enough to probably put most of it together yeah. in my head and be like, oh, okay, I guess I've seen. And it's it. been ripped off and made fun of. And, oh yeah. And, and honored and everything you've seen well, all the scenes try going to other states and having a kansas license plate on your car and they're like oh i'm not, <laughs> not in kansas anymore are you total oh my god like, it's I like oh, that. <laughs> never heard that one before right yeah, <laughs> yeah. but well, so um, like well, i'm, right. exci I just, I'm excited to, i'm sorry what were you saying sorry i was just saying i'm excited i'm excited to to do the mentorship i'm excited to do it too it's like i'm i have a feeling like this is where my calling is drawing me to is help people learn all this stuff and I've, we've been doing it through the podcast and now i really want to do it one-on-one -on -one with people and with classes but mainly one-on-one -on -one. and well the classes will help with certain skills because they have to help like work with each other but um i'm really excited to do that with you especially because i've always seen it in you and you are a really good learner 
<laughs> I've watched you be like from years ago, be very skeptical and very not sure and very on the fence to really knowing you and knowing what you need to do, what you love, what you don't need. And you're, you don't even self-deprecate as much. <laughs> for a joke. I know. He's Isn't great. That- <laughs> I love that, Ryan. That's just great. But- well, and that was there was a, a medium that I followed on Instagram and then Patreon that finally was like one day it was like you you've got to stop, you know. As soon as you start to say something bad about yourself, you've got to like nip it in the butt and say right. something positive, and you know, and it right. and it stuck with me. And like you know, I my buddy and I who we walk pretty much every day after work at Planet Fitness, and so we call it Planet Fatness. <laughs> <You know, laughs> You know, we're we're both overweight and we both are trying, you know, really hard to get back in better shape and closer to where we used to be. And it's like, I always feel like with him and I, like we can always talk down on, on ourselves and it, that has no effect on me. But like anywhere else with anybody else, I... That's where you can let it out. You can let that. Yeah, that's that's my place. And we have a a good old time. I mean, we we seriously just... We, so you know we, you don't need it anymore when you say I, it, right? I'm like I like I know the facts. I'm overweight. I'm out of shape. I need to get healthier for lots of reasons. You know, my heart needs to get better. Mentally, it needs to get better. Uh, I want to be around. I want to be. I mean, I want to get old enough to you know where I shit my pants and somebody else to, has to clean it up for me. Right, me too. So I mean, so it's <laughs> you know, so it's like I want to be there for my kids. I want to be there for my wife. I want to be there as long as I can. And then it's like. I think a lot of times people, I've, I've really, this, this is 120 million percent truth. So many people could, and it was a conversation I had with my wife is that depression, anxiety and stuff like that, unless it's a true legit chemical imbalance, something is wrong with somebody. It's like, you can fix it. I have no doubt in my mind that you can fix it because if it's situational if and it's, or from trauma. Exactly. Yeah. Now, like I said, like I said, if you were born with it and there's something wrong, like really wrong that you, there's just no, you know, everybody knows that it's no way it's going to get fixed because it's a medical issue. But if it's a situational traumatic thing, it can be fixed. It just depends on how hard you want to work at it. And for and me, some people need the antidepressants just for about two months or so and something really like a, like a death, maybe three months or a breakup or something or um, I've seen that before to help and they, they build, they got the skills while they were taking the antidepressants. And then when they stopped and weaned off, then they still had the skills. That's what I've seen. So they do have side effects. All of them. Do. Oh yeah. I got, I got lucky and I didn't really have that many. Good. Good. Now, uh, how do you, what was it? How do you feel about, uh, I just had a massive brain dump. there you go while you think of that i'm gonna thank our sponsor (laughs) i want to thank our sponsor everclear everclear is an advice app and website where you can get advice from psychics and empaths so you can get the clarity you need to create the life you You do deserve deserve. i remembered it (laughs) oh you remembered it what is it i remembered it do you do you I know that people, they've said that with uh, traumatic experiences, a lot of times people that have gone through traumatic experiences usually end up with abilities. You know, they find they learn them the hard way. They they learn them the hard way. And like I even heard just the other day, you know, like if you're younger, 
and you know things are shitty and traumatic experiences as you get older you in a way you're whether it's you're an empath or you just you get that vibe from people as soon as they give a wrong smile maybe their smile is off a little bit and you can feel that and it's so i i feel like you know that's good that they can find a way to kind of deal with that and utilize that but i also feel like the normal person that like can i say that i've had traumatic experiences maybe a few that were a little bit but well, trauma is individual some people yeah, like I mean, one person can be devastated by their father's death whereas another person can be devastated by the loss of their corvette and the wreck and it exactly. can be equally as devastating Exactly. For those people. It's just, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't relate to the guy with the Corvette, really. But yeah, some I people might, you know, but maybe the guy with the Corvette never had anything as traumatic as a father die. So he doesn't know any different, you know? Exactly. And so I, f- I feel like, to me, I feel like to anybody that listens is if you want to get further along in this journey, be honest with yourself, completely honest with yourself. If there's anything that your spouse is telling you, kids are telling you, friends are telling you that, you know, maybe like personal experience. If, if your spouse is telling you something or you're telling your spouse something, Hey, I noticed this and we, you know, what's the deal. Don't get defensive and try to fight. And make assumptions. Assumptions are the worst. In general, if you want your life to be better, then you will admit the things that you need to admit. And you will work on them and get past them and your life will be a thousand percent better. And if you take in this journey, doing that also will help clear your mind of all the bullshit. <laughs> That's to true. Help, to help you because I once I stopped taking those antidepressants and cleared my mind and worked on things, I think things started coming to me a hell of a lot easier than they used to. Yeah. That's you know, so great. So, so, so it's one of those things that like, you know, people get frustrated, anxiety, whatever it is, depression. It's like, you got to work on it. It's a, it's a, well, I mean, like, you know, they do, even if you take the medications, usually if at first, especially for the first few years of a diagnosis, a psychiatric diagnosis, they will put you with a counselor most likely. And, uh, you know, that's what I was saying about like, say the people who are in a, like a death situation and they're mourning and they take Wellbutrin or something to get better, you know, some kind of antidepressant to make them get through the process of grief and then go off of it. Well, some people, while they're on the antidepressants for literal like clinical depression or something, they will learn those, you know, uh, mindfulness techniques in therapy that they can then apply apply to situations when they happen to things they can't explain when it happens. And even if they stay on the medicine or don't, that the the it's really great to be on the medicine and get that instruction because it's like you're clear headed. Oh, yeah. You may not feel great if they have side effects, but your head will be all right. Your emotions will be even most likely if you get the right stuff, the right medicine and everything. But that therapy is integral, I think. It's just like a mentorship to thinking differently about yourself and thinking differently about your illness or your problem or your sadness, you know? So I'm just an average Joe off the street hey joe average (laughs) i'm just i'm just a normal guy and the best thing i did and you know i openly tell people it's like well 10 years ago next month i actually had to check myself into a psych ward so from 10 years ago having to check myself into the psych ward to now like that was the best thing i probably ever did in my life and and I don't give a rat's ass what anybody thinks about it either. I don't. I, I, I don't care because if I had not turned, you know, checked myself in, I would probably be dead. 
And so, mm-hmm. and you so, and I help. have, so I have no problem with telling people about it because like, you know what, if there's a, even one person that like hears that story and goes, you know what, if he can do it, if this burly tattooed guy can do that, then I can do that. Yeah. And it, and it helped me do it helped me keep me away from things that I should stay away from. And it helped me realize that there was people a hell of a lot worse off than I was. So, but you know, that's been 10 years and now it's like, you know, I don't even have those thoughts. Anymore. You don't know that guy as well. You remember. Yeah. Him, I remember him. Yeah. And, but yeah. it's like, but it's like, he's part, uh, he built you, but he's like yeah. a foundation that's been redone. And hey, the, to me, a lot of times the harder the shit that you went through before makes you a better, stronger person today. And, and it's, it's funny how you can look back at stuff. What's oh, that, yeah. Misty? What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Yeah. You know, and it's and cool that's, how like over years you can look back at the same memory and have different opinions of it and feelings about it. Maybe like something that happened when I was 12 was just really hard to think about. And you know, at 22, I thought about it differently. It's when, at 33, like the movie Dirty Dancing. Every time I see that movie, I think it's like a whole different movie of than I did the last time. I see it like every 10 years and I get eight years or something and I get a totally different idea about it. You know, like, oh, this is about this now. <laughs> it's one of those movies that does that to me. And I don't know why Dirty Dancing. <laughs> do I, do. I do like Maybe. dancing. <laughs> it is we'll a good movie. Like- what was it back with baby uh, in a corner? Like with nobody, nobody, nobody puts baby, baby in a corner. <laughs> the uh, my my grandpa. The reason it started off bad a long time ago. Like I already had self esteem issues anyway as a young teenager. But then there was like a Christmas dinner or something, a holiday dinner, and like everybody was there. And like he basically called me fat and stupid in front of everybody. Oh my god! And so from that point forward, it was like I hate you, like severely hate you. And, but as I got older and more responsible and I had to look at myself, you know, honestly, I had to be like, you know what? It's like, it's not his goddamn fault that I'm overweight at this point. It's like, it's my fault. It's like, I let somebody say something and I took offense to it. And I well, took it to that heart. He said and it to hurt you. That's shit. And it was, I mean, he could talk it, to it, you in private and say he's worried about your health. No, don't give yeah, me but wrong. you can't. You don't call somebody stupid and fat either. I mean, yeah. that's so, you can, so you can understand. Well, you can understand why it led that way. But at a certain point, this is the point that I, I make about anything that's a traumatic experience. It's at some point in time you got to put your big boy britches on and fucking do something. Let it go to. Let it go. You got like because I had to admit that like because I held on to. I held on once I let go of the anger of that is when I started feeling closer to my grandpa. Yeah. You know, and things were better. So it's like at some point in time, we all would like to blame everything we all of our problems on somebody else. But in mm-hmm. reality, it's us. Because yeah. if if we let it bother us, then you, you took know, offense it, and that was your emotional reaction. Yeah. Your Which, you know, yeah. at that young age, you know, I'm we're not smart but you took it personally too like he was oh, right yeah. at that time too so you're admitting yeah. a lot of different layers to that which is really cool i love, I, I love that exploration of every I, aspect of it you know and i'm not sure why i think the main reason it's worked so well for me is like my mom would always ask me you know what's going on what's wrong you only want to talk about it so yeah. i would always talk to my mom so yeah. like he learned how to communicate so learned, emotions. exactly Exactly. And so like now today, if somebody was to be like, hey, you know, this is what I've noticed, you know, even if it was a psychiatrist or something like this is what I've noticed about you, blah, blah, blah. 
you know, I'm not the one that's going to be like, oh, bullshit, that's not me. I don't know. I'm going to be like, hmm, you know, maybe, maybe that is a possibility. And I actually will think about it. So it's, so to me, it's like, I find it has helped me tremendously to own, well, my, well, my mom would, I had, I used to lie to my mom constantly in school, in high school and up to a certain point. I couldn't lie to mine. She saw right through every lie. Oh, I don't think my mom (laughs) believed a word I said, but I still lied to her. But then it finally got to the point where she was just like, you know, Ryan, she's like, you need to start taking personal responsibility. And then like, it hit me. And after that, I was just like blatantly honest with her to the point like Aww. it like shocked her. And so from that point forward, it's just like you got to be blatantly honest with yourself too. Yeah. You know, you keep telling yourself you're all right, but you are not all right. And with this journey, it's about it's about fixing and healing yourself. Yes, and loving you yourself, yourself and accepting and yourself, yourself exactly. and finding appreciation for yourself. And, and once you do that, boom. It's yeah, gonna, you're going to, you, you might be like, shit, I wish I could turn this down a notch because <laughs> I never got there. Now things are coming, <laughs> you know, like rapid fire. And oh, I see you, you're saying, yeah, yeah, yeah like, I see you're like, saying because you've blocked visions you or unblocked sin- all that exactly. stuff. So as you're so, ready now, maybe that's why I had the sense that it would take some time. It wasn't the right time to mentor you and mediumship, but you've unblocked that since. And it's and, maybe the reason why I never felt good at any other time with anybody. Yeah, you weren't else. confident about it. And you always felt like, eh, I don't think I'm right. You could never, even if you were validated, I still think you thought, well, they filled in blanks and stuff like that. But well, they didn't. That's, that's, <laughs> the, that's the thing with evidential mediumship is it's like, it's like you've got to be able to prove or validate because without proving or validating, then you just kind of, to me, you're just telling a story that yeah, passing because, out. they love you and they say they miss you and yeah. they're with you, you know, the typical responses. And like, yeah. you know, and, and it's just it's just one of those things that's like in this field, like I feel like, you know, with COVID, I think a lot of more people were having spiritual awakenings, realizing their selves, abilities, all that kind of thing. And I, I think really, so too. And I really believe that it's it's at a point now where more people are engaging in this activity and this kind of stuff. And the problem is, is we need to make sure that it's validated and people can't disprove it, you know? Yeah. So, so I feel like it helps the credibility of the field. There's right. obviously people out there that don't help the credibility of the field, but yes. I, I obviously want it to be to where I can be like, when I get done, if I gave somebody a reading or whatever it may be that it's like, you know, that is what it is. If if you're happy and you feel like that's accurate, then awesome. At least I gave you things that there's no way in hell I could know. I mean, like I've even heard the, well, they Googled their names. Yeah. You know, it's like. Oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. People accuse psychics of that all the time. So you Googled. Like, I didn't even get your name. <laughs> <laughs> so like under my desk, I've got my phone and I'm Googling yeah right it's right 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 in front of them Abba. oh right in front of them yeah, yeah. oh a corvette yeah did your dad i see a corvette in my mind you but know, you know like, the ryan i met in the first podcast episode might have had that thought but wouldn't have said it to somebody because he wasn't uh, sure but well wasn't sure. and it's but he was skeptical misty said earlier and you know it was kind of uh you know you just you you may have those thoughts on a daily basis you may have you know, every day, all day, and you just think it's your mind, you know, you don't realize that you're actually getting 
somebody's loved one in your in your head or maybe you are sensing something that's gonna happen or whatever something that happened to somebody else it's like you you may not realize that you're already doing it and then once you you talk to somebody and they basically confirm hey point it out you're doing it explain it yeah it helps a lot so and (laughs) i think and i think that one-on-one i think that helps and, and for most people, I think it helps more for one-on-one, but I think in a group setting, it is, it's over, it can be overwhelming. Uh, my personality is like, if I talk to somebody, like if I meet somebody on the street, I could end up, I, I'd either avoid them <laughs> or I could end up bumping into them and I could end up talking to them for three hours standing right there. Right. <laughs> so, so it's like, I have the, I have the potential to talk to anybody and get to know them and you know there's a lot of times within like 15 minutes of talking to somebody i know their whole life story yeah i know you You know and i used to be a deputy and so if i ever took somebody to jail and i were i to go pick up another an inmate at another county and bring him back to ours like by the time we got back i they had told me their whole story they were almost in tears and by the people time open up them, around you yeah, yeah they opened up and like i'd leave and they'd be like still in your know, handcuffs getting booked in an RJ. they'd be like hey man see you later and i'm just like good luck, it's the worst man. day of their lives <laughs> and yeah, you're like and they're, you made so me feel like, better <laughs> so it made me so it made me feel really good you know oh, in a yeah. lot of those moments so that's cool I, I feel like so I, I feel like there's a calling for me, but it's I just, feel like you're on the way. You're gonna figure ex- out exactly what you want to do when the more you do it, it'll come to you, I think. And on that note, awesome. you know, I just want to say thank you again, Ryan. You've like uh, I, I just love when you come on the show and I'm really looking forward to working with you. And um I guess we should probably wrap it up pretty soon. And I wanna say thank you, Misty. Thank you, Lisa. And, and thank you, Ryan. Thank you, guys. <laughs> thank you, Misty. Ryan. And uh, listeners and watchers, we love you. you. And as always, thank you. And have a wonderful time wherever you may be listening to this or watching this. And peace. Bye-bye. Out. Bye.